Hi, everyone. My name is Kennedy Tippins. Welcome back to my podcast, Rooted. I am so excited to have you all here today. I know that season two is a season of bringing on guests, but today, lucky y'all, it's just me. <laughs> um, I had a guest I was going to bring on for this uh, week's episode, but I kind of felt something a little more heavy on my heart this week that I had not prepared to do with a guest. And I figured that what the Lord has to tell y'all this week is a little more important than my agenda for this podcast. So therefore, I thought I would take a little bit of a break from the agenda for season two. We are going to dive right on in today because I feel such a a heaviness on my heart on the subject. And it was brought to my attention a few weeks ago while I was in Florida. I was reading a book that a friend of mine had given to me. And uh, it was called Searching for Enough. And I read quite a lot of books. And I don't really talk about them. But I was reading this one. And it was a super good book. I don't remember who it was by but I remember the name. And what I do remember is that it talked about the fall of man and fig leaves, how important the fig leaves are in the story of the fall of man. And I thought I would do some research on it. I had kind of a lot to say on the subject because, you know, we're in 2023. We're not just like dressing like Tinkerbell in today's time. So, uh, I kind of wanted to unpack a few of the statements that were made in the book and uh, basically just jump right on into Genesis. And chapter three is the fall of man. And I'm going to give a quick rundown because I'm not very good at reading. So I'm not just going to like read it out of the Bible. But if you don't, and if you're not familiar with the fall of man, basically there's the tree of knowledge, Eve, takes the fruit and offers it to Adam and they both eat it and then they're cursed with knowledge. And after they did this, their shame came out into the open. They were very shameful and they wanted to be covered. And basically, the Bible tells us that they covered themselves in fig leaves because they were naked. And it says uh, a little bit further on in uh, chapter three, God asked them, who told you you were naked? And when he was looking for them, he found them hiding in their fig leaves. And he wanted to know who had told them that they were naked. And I was thinking about this and a very Tinkerbell mindset came to my mind when I was trying to picture the scene in my head because... I hope that all of you are familiar with Tinkerbell, but I know that some of you are a lot younger than me. So if you don't know who Tinkerbell is, number one, fix that, like Google it. Number two is Tinkerbell was a fairy and she wore like leaves and stuff. And it was because she was so tiny that that was like all they could wear, I guess. I don't really know. Um, I'm not a Tinkerbell expert. I have watched every single one of the movies, but Basically, they were super small and they wore leaves. And so I thought I would Google what a fig leaf, like how big that was. Like were Adam and Eve 
tiny. No, they were just regular humans, right? So anyways, we don't got to go down this path, but fig leaves are quite big. Uh, at least I hope the ones that they were using were big. I don't know. They're all different sizes, but they were in like a garden. So I guess it was like a forest aesthetic. I don't really know. It's not important to the story, but I was thinking about modern day fig leaves because we experience the same shame and the same uh, feelings that make us hide away from God in today's life. And so what does what does that look like for us in today's world? And I slowly started to journal and unpack this these questions that I was having. And I started to look around and I didn't want to pull a bunch of Bible verses out about shame and stuff because that's not the point. I think the point is identifying the mask that we cover the shame in and then we can deal with the shame. And uh, so I know that I've talked about shame a little bit already in season one, but like I just said, I want to identify what we are covering the shame in. I joke with my friends a lot about um, whenever they're being silly, I tell them, you know, the first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> That's the first step to get better and to get help is that admitting that you need help because there is such a power in our statement that I need help and I can't do it all by myself that allows our heart posture to change into a receiving, a receiving, not format, format's the wrong word, a receive. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I hope you'll get the point. And I was thinking about these modern day fig leaves and, uh, you know, we don't just walk around naked and just like that's, we have different types of shame that a lot of times I feel like can be worse than just walking around naked. I mean, I know that everyone, there's like that, that dream that's like, you wake up in school and you don't have clothes on. And it's like, there's that dream. And I feel like no one has that anymore. That's like, that's like a 2000s thing. That's not like no one, no one thinks that anymore. Now we have real life anxieties like, oh my gosh, this test that I have going on. Or we have, what if these people don't like me? What if I'm not funny enough? What if I make a joke and no one laughs and they all just stare at me and call me stupid? Like, what if we, we have real life possibilities that we get anxious about and we have anxiety about. And so I think that our modern day fig leaves are stuff like our humor, our money, the way we dress. I am going to be quite vulnerable with y'all right now and tell y'all that a fig leaf of mine that I hide behind is uh, um, like perks in life. Like I have a lot of friends that have like a lot of really nice things. And if I have friends that... um if I have friends that are like really funny, like I'll hide behind those friends. Like I'll bring them around my other friend groups and I'll be like, I want everyone to experience everything in my life that I experience that I like. And I hide behind getting perks for like my friends and perks might be the wrong word, but I hide behind like, oh, I have this friend that has this. And so I'm going to bring my other friends to meet this friend so that they can also experience this. And a lot of times I find my value in that. Like I, then that leaves way for the enemy to get into my heart and is like, would your friends really hang out with you if 
your dad didn't have a boat and like you got to take your friends on the boat all the time like are they hanging out with you or are they hanging out on the boat like what's the what's the connection there and so that was a fig leaf that I hid behind was material items and there's there was a way that Satan could get in my head and my heart whenever I was hiding behind worldly things. Um, I have friends and family members that hide behind humor because that's how they cope. And I know that I've talked about this before on this podcast, but humor is such a way of lack of accountability. It's a way for you to get out of accountability for anything that you say. And I have been talking about this in my friend group recently about how in today's culture, humor only is too far whenever someone's feelings get hurt. But I feel like humor should be reined in a little bit. Like the line shouldn't be hurt feelings. The line should be like kind of a hit at your heart. And I know that that was probably a little confusing, but I hope that y'all get what I'm saying that that's a fig leaf. The clothes you wear are fig leaves, um, literally and figuratively. Um, I know, I hope that none of y'all are out there wearing leaves because of like modesty and stuff. Like Tinkerbell was not modest at all, actually. Like that dress she was wearing was short and low cut. That is not, I feel like we shouldn't even go down this road yet. This can be a different episode, but, (laughs) but we hide behind, you know, our nice shoes or our nice belt or look at how cute this is that I thrifted or look how cute this is. And while yes, dressing and the stuff that we wear can reflect our personalities it shouldn't shield our personalities. Like, I don't want to hang out with someone because they wear nice clothes. I want to hang out with someone because they make me a better person and they encourage my walk with the Lord. Um, I had someone say something to me about my tattoos and they were like, do you just want them to make you look good? And like, do you just want them for attention or whatever? And I was like, yeah, actually, because almost all my tattoos are biblical. And so the attention isn't going to me, it's going to God. Like when people ask me questions about them, I'm able to tell the stories. Like I have an alabaster jar. I have 70 times seven, the forgiveness passage. I have a cross, like I have things. And the other tattoos that I have show a relationship with my father, or I have my heartbeat on my arm, which I can share my testimony. So all of it is glorifying God. Um, But I don't think that dressing nice is a problem. And I don't think that having nice style is a problem. But I think you making your style, your personality is a problem. And that kind of in itself um, is a fig leaf. And there's a lot of other things. I know we talked about money. Um, The anything that can impress the people around us because the thing about fig leaves is they were made to cover up shame and they were made to cover up embarrassment and we as humans have a natural fear of not being loved 
And so whenever we strip away your money, your title, my work ethic was a huge fig leaf for me for a long time. Like I wasn't good at a lot of things. Like I didn't, I really struggled with not having a talent pretty much all my childhood into my high school experience. Like I, I wasn't good at anything and I, I wasn't good at sports. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't good at anything, but I was good at my jobs. I had a lot of different jobs and then that got taken away from me, uh, last year. And I felt like I was nothing. Like I felt like I had messed up and something that I had held so close to cover up the feeling of not being good enough for anything got taken away from me. And I had a fear that I was not going to be loved for who I actually was instead of what I could do. We live in such a what can you do for me culture where there's people in this world that will not just love you for you and they will only love what you can do for them and what you can provide for them in their lives. And so that in itself is not how we're made to love. Like Christians, I know that we talked about this in last week's episode with Luke, but Christians are made to love everybody. We can't expect the same thing in return. We so often think that we are entitled to everyone's love. We're not, but we have people around us that actually love us and it can be really hard to navigate who loves the mask and our fig leaves that we wear and who actually loves us. And one of the things that showed me who actually loved me was when my work ethic got torn to shreds and like all of a sudden I wasn't good at my job and I had messed up and I lost my job and just a bunch of stuff went down and I was 100% in the wrong And whether I had good intentions or not, it didn't matter because the facts were the facts. The people that stood around me during that time are the people that love me at my worst because I had such a mindset of all things that were not of Jesus and they were not what Jesus was saying about me, but it was what I was saying about myself and what the enemy was telling me and I was believing them. And the people that love me during that time are my true friends and the people who also have now shown me who they really are. And I've seen them at their worst and it's taught me an appreciation for the Christian connection of love and friendship and in like family uh, settings, I guess. And I want to just kind of list off a few other fig leaves that I have noticed that might help you identify what your own fig leaves are. But I know we talked about money, connections, clothing, work ethic, your social status, your humor, just any of that. Um, I know the social status one kind of hurt my heart a little bit. Because when I was like in middle school and like the beginning of high school, I had a really good social status. And then I started this podcast and then started being held accountable for everything I was saying on this podcast. And then um, my social status went out the window. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. But I wanted nothing less. Like I want to be someone that 
loves Jesus over the world. And sometimes that means that the world isn't going to love me, which is okay. You know, John chapter 15, verse 18. If you think the world hates you, you know that hated me first. And uh, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was John. John the Baptist. Maybe. Oh, I'm about to sound so stupid if this is wrong. But he said, basically, it's an honor to get persecuted for Jesus and for God. And so, you know, I felt like I went through a little bit of persecution after I lost my social status of things, but it made me such a better person and it made me learn a lot. I also want to dabble on the uh, comment that God made in the garden, who told you you were naked? That, that in itself, he obviously knew the answer. He's God. He knows everything. He wasn't searching for an answer because I believe that the impact of the question enough is what we're supposed to focus on. He asked a very shame-filled couple a question and, you know, it was a space for them to either create blame or to create accountability. And they took the blame route. I would have too. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it's so silly when people are like, if I was Eve, I would have never. If you were Eve, you probably would have done the same. I know you would have done the same thing. Because we are all Eve. And forgiving is loving Eve. Um, And so when I read that, who told you you were naked? I thought about some things that I have been asked in my life today that kind of made me feel the same way as uh, I imagine Adam and Eve felt when God asked them that in the garden. And I had some friends and pastors and mentors that have asked me questions like, Kennedy, who told you, who told you you were defined by your worst mistakes? Or Kennedy, who told you that you were not forgiven for this? Kennedy, who told you you were not worth love? I think that when we learn to identify our fig leaves, instead of using them as an identity shield, we open a door for growth that we are able to walk through before the Lord with raw hearts. And that in itself creates growth, creates perseverance, and just a closer relationship with God because we're not trying to fix our shame. We're fi- we're trying to peel back the layers to start that walk with God. Because unless the Lord has other plans to uh, help you get rid of your shame, it's normally not an overnight occurrence unless there's deliverance through God in that. But it's more of a walk. I know that I've had to walk out a lot of shame in my life and I still am to this day. And uh, I just want to encourage y'all that it's it's so freeing when we learn what our masks are and when we learn what our fig leaves are because that creates a space of awareness and you start noticing it in the moment. Like after I noticed that I was hiding behind the perks in my life, we'll use my dad's boat as an example. Um, my dad used to have a boat and jet skis and I had a few friends in my life that would only want to hang out with me if 
I was going to take them on the boat. And I would ask them to go do like other things. And they wouldn't go unless the boat was being taken out. And so when I noticed that they were loving the boat over me, they were loving my fig leaf over me, then I was able to handle that with, you know what, maybe I should take a step back from this and maybe not just take a step back from these people, but take a step back from using the boat as a false sense of security and using the boat as like something that's connected to my identity because it's a materialistic thing and I'm never gonna be fully loved by the people around me when I identify myself as my belongings, if that makes sense. And so I just... I know this is a little bit of a shorter episode. We're going back a little bit to season one, but I just wanted to encourage you guys with that, that there are very real struggles in this world and you can't walk through them by yourself. And I know that I said in the beginning of this that the first step to getting help is admitting you have a problem. And I'm not saying admit it to the world, but admit it to God, admit it to yourself and maybe like a trusted friend that can help you that has your same morals and knows the Bible well and can help you walk through that. I really am sorry that I did not go with the agenda and I know that y'all are probably tired of hearing my voice and not someone else's, but I really hope that you took something from this episode because it really is important And I really did feel like the Lord was wanting to kind of mess up the agenda on this one. And I was happy to let him do that and honored to be a part of it. I will be at camp this next week. So be praying for me in that time. I'm not sure if I'll have an episode out on Wednesday or not, but keep a lookout on socials for that info. And I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will hopefully see you next week. But if not, I will see you the following week.